This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. The headline of the recent student loan forgiveness uh, plan by the Biden administration was that direct loan forgiveness for those making under $125,000 a year. But there are other key components of the bill, including the new element of uh, income-driven repayment. The Penn budget model has done an analysis of the plan and what the cost could be over time. Kent Smetter's faculty director of Penn budget model joins us. He is also professor of business economics and public policy at the Wharton School. Hi, Kent. How are you? Good. It's been a while. Good to, good to talk to you it, again, Dan. It, it, it has been great to have you with us here. And so let's start with the headline on, for, for what uh, the work that you did in analyzing the plan. Uh, what, what are we expecting here? What should we expect from this pan, plan in terms of the costs associated with it over the course of the next decade? Yeah. And so the plan really has three main parts. The first one you talked about is debt cancellation and the individuals making 125000 or families making 250000 or less could have up to 10000 in debt forgiven. However, if you went to school on a Pell Grant, even though the, the, the grant itself is not a debt, it kind of signals that maybe you came from a lower income family, then you can have up to $20,000 forgiven. And the second component is ongoing forbearance. People don't have to make payments throughout the rest of the year. And then the third uh, component is called this new income-driven repayment program. And it, in fact, uh, would largely replace existing programs because it's much more generous. And we find that uh, essentially this program, all three combined, would cost roughly around $600 billion over the next 10 years. However, uh, depending on how the income-driven repayment program is actually designed, um, the yeah. total cost could go to over $1 trillion over the next 10 years. So how much will actually be tied to the 10000 or the $20,000 uh, forgiveness uh, from uh, the uh, relief plan that the, the White House has put together? So the... Certainly, the plans the White House has put together is a lot of debate about what they can do under executive order versus not. Um, in terms of the new income-driven repayment program, almost certainly that will go through Congress. Forbearance is an ongoing thing, so the White House could probably do that. In terms of debt cancellation, there's a lot of debate on that one still. But if, in fact, the White House got its way, um, uh, it would be roughly around $10,000 for uh, a maximum for those who did not get a Pell Grant and roughly $20,000 maximum debt forgiveness for those who did. The big debate is what happens if you already paid off your debt, as including during the last year or two, um, when you get some refund and there's a, you know some discussion about that. But uh, there's, there's no question that they plan to move forward with this uh, and they, they face legal challenges, they'll face legal challenges. And there's also the component of potentially forgiving loan balances at 10 years instead of 20 years as well, correct? That's right. So in particular, it, it, this is part of the new income-driven repayment, and that is uh, if, in fact, you're – uh, you have original loan balances of $12,000 or less, then the, the loan will be forgiven over 10 years of payments. 
instead of 20 years. The, the bigger issue with the new income-driven repayment program, if, again, we're waiting for still, still some more details, but it's going gonna, it's gonna, to uh, be much more generous than existing programs at capping monthly payments to 5% instead of 10% of discretionary income. They're also going to redefine the, uh, discretionary income to make it much smaller than it was under current law. And they're also going to um, essentially make payments on your behalf so that your loan balances never grow, even if you're making payments less than the interest rate. So essentially what, was, what should happen going forward, if they really got this new income-driven repayment program going, it's, it, it could radically change how people finance college. I mean, it, I've already had people tell me why even set up a 529 plan even, anymore because, yeah. you know, it, and then lots of students have even mentioned to me, man, I should take out as much debt as possible, um, at least government debt, um, and because, you know, my payments are going to be severely you know, uh, capped under this new income-driven repayment program. Uh, I think the White House uh, will not release costs on this. We have at the Penn Wharton budget model, and I think one of the things that they're going to have to grapple with is, you know, how generous do they really want to make this thing? The issue of the forbearance, we, we know that was uh, obviously something that a lot of people needed at the heights of the pandemic because right. there were so many job losses and it was very hard for so many people to continue to pay their loans. There's obviously been a, a little bit of a policy debate uh, as to continuing that uh, up until the end of the year. But in terms of the impact of something like the forbearance, how much of an impact is that having on the cost of, uh, of repayments? Yeah, we estimate uh, the forbearance is a much smaller price tag of about $16 billion. It would uh, essentially uh, stop loan repayments or not require them uh, starting at the beginning of this month, September, all the way through the end of December. So the entire price tag of $600 billion up to maybe over a trillion dollars, depending on some of the details that get released with the IDR program, the forbearance is a much smaller uh, issue. And you're right. I mean, originally this was done as part of, uh, it really is part of, you know, the economic recession that we essentially had. Um, it was the legality is under the HEROES Act from, you know, some years ago. Uh, but nonetheless, you know, I don't think courts are going to come in and decide whether the president can yeah. use the HEROES Act in this case. But there's still, and you noted at the end of the report, or I should say the report noted, uh, that, you know, with where things stand right now, there are still some elements that may need further analysis because of potential cost increases as we move forward here in the next, in the next several months and years. Right. And the biggest unknown uh, comes from this, the new income-driven repayment program. And, and in particular, uh, if you only had debt cancellation, you know, then the question becomes, what do you do with people who graduate in a year or two from now or three years from now? And what the Biden administration is saying, well, you know, the debt cancellation will truly be just one time. And so, you know, uh, but that's not always clear if, you know, one time is often not one time. Uh, but then 
even if it were, the idea is, well, you know, newcomers will go into this new income-driven repayment program. You know, the issue there, though, is, uh, is still the details, because if people were really rational, if they really believe that this program would stick around, um, it should fundamentally transform how college financing is done, because you'd almost be crazy to not max out loans for paying for college. You know, why work that summer job? Why have your parents yeah. or grandparents contribute? Uh, you know, at, at most, maybe they should contribute at the back end. But even then, if your payments are limited to 5% of discretionary income, and discretionary income is recomputed now to be low enough to include, to exclude anything that you need from housing, food, and everything else, I mean, it would, it could, you know, fundamentally shift. Um, uh, essentially, almost makes college free, uh, near free yeah. for a lot of people, uh, and for other people, it would be, you know, pretty small payment. And so, a lot more people could go to college, um, including people who otherwise would be at risk for finishing. It could, you know, uh, add those who are going to continue, who otherwise would have gone to college, or should, if they really believe this program, really optimally kind of reallocate how they actually finance college and yeah. uh, really rely on the government to make the payments. And that's part of the larger discussion still to be had by so many in this sector. It can't le- need to leave it there. Thank you very much for a few moments. Thank you. Kent Smetters, faculty director at the Penn Wharton Budget Model, professor of business economics and public policy. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.